This episode is brought to you by Shareability, a social content company that makes videos people actually want to watch. They work with brands and influencers to create content that explodes across the web through social sharing and organic discovery. For years, Shareability has been topping the charts with crowd-captivating videos for brands like Pepsi, Pizza Hut, Sony Entertainment, and Cristiano Ronaldo's Rock, delivering over a billion views, 5 million shares, and 50,000 press mentions. Check out some examples of their work on shareability.com. Thanks for tuning in to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech, and today we're going to do something a little bit different. For the month of August, I've challenged myself to produce a new episode every day. The goal is to create shorter content in a different format, uh, more accessible for lay audiences, so people who aren't necessarily as familiar with digital media and the online video ecosystem. We're going to break down a lot of different subject areas, and at the end, we want to make sure that we can hear from you as well. So if you have questions or feedback, please make sure to like the All Things Video page on Facebook. You can follow us on LinkedIn, and you can send your questions and feedback to allthingsvideopodcast at gmail.com. One more time, that email address is allthingsvideopodcast at gmail.com, and we're going to take user-submitted questions throughout the month of August, and at the very end we will produce a final episode answering all of the questions. So very excited about this. If you have suggestions for topics, uh, we're just starting out today's day one, and we want to hear from you, so uh, please, please send us in your questions. Today, we're going to talk about the advertising industry value chain. This was something that when I initially entered the industry coming from the ad tech side, it was a lot to wrap your head around. And I still get questions about business models, who the various players are, and understanding the acronyms. So we're going to seek to break that down today. The first thing to understand are the two primary components in the value chain. You have publishers, people responsible for producing content, whether they're bloggers, individual video creators, or news outlets. And you have brands, advertisers who are interested in reaching an audience and have dollars to spend in order to promote their products. Now, each side has something the other wants and a specialty that, uh, that they can help fill the needs of the other, right? Publishers are excellent at producing great content. They aren't necessarily the best at monetizing that, and that's where brands come in. They have budgets, they're looking to reach an audience, and uh, it's a natural fit with publishers. But how do they get in touch? How do we actually facilitate the buys? That's where uh, a various string of middlemen get involved, and some of the most well-known are probably the agencies. Agencies come in all shapes and sizes, all different types and approaches, but you've probably heard of everything from media agencies to strategy, creative agencies, social agencies, and everything else, right? Runs the gamut. And so many of you have probably heard of the major holding companies for agencies, or there are five primary agency holding companies in the world. You have Interpublic Group, Omnicom, WPP, Publicis, and Dentsu. And these five players control a majority of the ad spend that happens not just in the U.S., but all over the world. We also have networks. These are groups that typically operate closer to the publishers and help aggregate inventory so that it's easier for brands and agencies to make buys across that content. Traditionally, in emerging markets, networks will operate in an arbitrage model where they will find creators, represent their interests, and monetize the content through the network's relationships with advertisers, and they'll do that by marking up the inventory cost. 
So if I have a publisher site and I want to sell my inventory for a $5 CPM, the network might mark that up to $10, $12, $15 and make the spread, the difference between what they can sell it for and what they're uh, able to buy the inventory from on the other side. Now increasingly, networks are beginning to feel a squeeze from a rise of programmatic advertising. And with any industry, as it matures, we see rates starting to get more competitive and ultimately settling at an, at an acceptable market level. Again, on the, on the programmatic ad buying side, a lot of traffic is purchased via exchange systems. And when we say an exchange system, you can think of it as analogous to the stock market. Advertising is a perishable good, much like an airline seat, right? If a, if a seat goes unused in a flight, that's lost revenue potential for an airline. So they have high incentives to fill up the plane and sell all the available seats. The same thing goes for advertising. Typically, these programmatic ad buying platforms will operate on a bidding model, commonly a Dutch auction system, where the price paid is the amount that the second highest bidder is willing to, to pay, and that goes to the highest bidder. Now, there are, of course, complex rules that get introduced when you do this at scale, but predominantly, a bidding system makes it competitive and fair so that publishers can get high fill rates, meaning their inventory will not go unsold, they'll get paid for the content they're producing. And on the other end, brands feel comfortable that they understand what's happening, that they're getting a competitive rate, and they have more information. It's a transparent system that allows them to make informed buying decisions. The two primary types of programmatic ad buying platforms are SSPs and DSPs. SSPs are supply-side platforms that sit closer to the publishers and help them aggregate their content together, perhaps by vertical or specific uh, other characteristics that make it easier to package and sell to advertisers. On the other end, you have DSPs or demand-side platforms that work more closely with agencies and advertisers to help them fulfill their buys. Now, I know these acronyms can be a bit confusing, so let's break them down and give you a few examples. Everyone is familiar with Google, which actually operates both SSPs and DSPs. On the supply side, Google has DoubleClick for Publishers, or DFP as it's commonly known. And DoubleClick for Publishers represents different sites that are part of the Google Display Network, and it will serve, whether it's banners, video ads, search ads, against content for these publisher sites in exchange for percentage of the revenue. Google also operates demand-side platforms. There's DoubleClick Bid Manager and the Google AdWords Exchange. Both of these help agencies and advertisers directly facilitate ad campaigns. They can enter targeting parameters, budgets, flighting information, and everything else related to their ad campaign. If we think about this in a broader online video advertising context, we can think about publishers as online video creators and social influencers we can think about MCNs as predominantly filling the network role, though increasingly some are starting to look more like DSPs if they're fulfilling uh, programmatic ad campaigns or providing commercial services and uh, working closely with DSPs and other ad platforms. And we also have some fulfilling roles of talent management or working directly with brands on producing original content and helping with creative and strategy. And that kind of puts them a little bit closer to an agency model. And as always, a lot of the value, a lot of the revenue potential is driven by advertisers. So brands play an active role in funding the content that's created in the video ecosystem, whether that's through ad campaigns or increasingly through branded entertainment uh, and branded content budgets. The last thing I want to touch on are the buying models. 
You've probably heard a lot of these acronyms thrown out as well, so let's talk through and understand what each of them mean. You have CPM, which stands for cost per mill. Mill is Latin for thousand, and this refers to cost per thousand impressions. An impression occurs when a page is loaded or a piece of content is served to a user, and there is an opportunity for that user to see an ad. It doesn't necessarily mean an action occurs or the user has seen that advertisement, but because there was the opportunity for that to occur, an impression is deemed to have been served. And if you bundle those uh, at, you know, at 1,000 impressions, then you would have a CPM rate. We also see a cost per click, or CPC model, and in paid search, this is often referred to as PPC, pay per click, which is more of a performance-based advertising metric where if you think about search performance, you typically want to pay when a user actually clicks on an ad, not just when an impression is served. If we go a step further than that, we have a cost per action. This is even further down the funnel if you think about performance advertising, and it requires a user to take a specific action in order for an advertiser to be charged. Some common examples of this are cost per install for mobile app companies. It could be a cost per lead capture for groups that are trying to build uh, an inbound sales business. And then you also have cost per view, which is the performance-based metric we're seeing increasingly in the video space where people only want to pay when a view has occurred. Now, of course, various platforms have different ways of defining a views, which is a topic we'll get into in a different episode later this month. But typically, this also shows that a user was somewhat interested in the content and watched at least a certain percentage uh, of the content in order for the view to occur. Another model we're finally starting to see emerge is CPE, or cost per engagement, which is essentially another iteration of a cost per action model, or CPA model, where a user would take perhaps a social engagement with a, with a piece of content, whether that's liking it, sharing it across Facebook, Instagram, etc. So that'll do it for our first episode for the month of August. Again, walking through the advertising value chain, everything from publishers on one end producing content to brands on the other, and the various middlemen from agencies and networks to programmatic ad players, supply-side platforms, and demand-side platforms, and the way that that buying is transacted, whether it's a CPM impression basis, a CPC cost per click basis, uh, or an, a CPA cost per action, a CPV cost per view. Thank you so much for listening. If you've liked this, please tell a friend. We hope that you will like our page on Facebook. Check out All Things Video on LinkedIn. And again, send us your questions and feedback to allthingsvideopodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Oh,